joining us again for another episode of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. I am your host, Coach Chelsea, and I'm super excited to join you all again just for another opportunity, a blessed opportunity to grow, to learn, to develop, and to just grow in Christ. We talk about servant leadership within sports. We've been doing this for a while, and what better way to do that to invite an amazing servant leader that we have. We have servant leader Cameron O'Neill with us. He is with the Oklahoma State University, currently 5 and 0. I'm going to shout them out real quick. Yep, yep. <laughs> I told them before we got on, it's so amazing how God allows these paths to cross, right? And we see them on Twitter. We see you all on ESPN. We see you as we're watching on Saturdays. But it's amazing when you know that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter the success is, that a man behind the man knows that God is what's pushing him through. So I want to tell you this. I tell people this all the time. Time is one of those things that once we give it, we can't give it back. And I know it's very limited for you. So I thank you for not finding that robbery to come on and share with us. So I'm going to pass the torch to you to say hello to our listeners, share who you are and all that good stuff, and then give what God has given you today. And we're going to get this conversation started. Coach, thank you so much um, for the opportunity to come on your platform um, and speak and speak to your followers, uh, speak to anyone that may be jumping on for the first time. Um, I think what you're doing is an exceptional um, way of not only uh, spreading light, but also just just building the brand of, of Jesus Christ. And what I say on my on my caption is making Jesus famous. Um, <laughs> so um, I appreciate you and your team and, and you guys have been also oh, quick i mean uh, the graphic look amazing um, <laughs> thank you <laughs> uh so a little bit about myself um I- i'm cameron o'neill um, i'm an analyst here at oklahoma state university uh like like coach chelsea said we're, we're currently five and zero right now we got a tough game this weekend down in fort worth um hopefully you guys tune in uh, a little bit about myself i am the husband to felicia o'neill um my my partner in crime um there's so many things that we talk about as far as our faith um, is based upon that we have to touch and agree on. We don't do anything without us touching and agreeing on it. And um, uh, I, I've coached at, at every level, almost every level of, of football. Um, I was a high school football coach for two years. Um, I was a, a G8 at the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill uh, for four seasons. Um, I left there, went to the D3 level uh, for three years. I was at the D2 level. Um, for for three years, and of, of course now we're back here um, at the Power Five level um, in an off the field role, but it's also an opportunity where I can I can grow and also impact players at the same time. Um, and and I actually love the the space that I'm in right now, and I have a great great story for you guys today. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have heard of David and Goliath, but I don't oh, know if you've heard my version of David <laughs> and Goliath. Um, and, it's, and it's a real big about faith. Um, and, and we talk about 
believing in yourself and and doing what you don't think people are watching you doing. So what we're going to read from, um, and I hope you got your pen and your paper with you to take notes. Um, I'm going to give you some nuggets, man, and hopefully something. If you just take one thing out of this uh, message from today, I, I will feel blessed. I feel like I've, I've done what I needed to do. Um, and just like I tell my players, if you can take one thing that I talked to you about and apply it to your game, I've, I've done what I was asked to do. So um, where the scripture will start at is 1 Samuel 17. Um, and, and I'm going to jump around just because I have some points that I want to make, but just to give you a backstory of who David was. Um, so 1 Samuel 17 and the backstory of David is he was the youngest of eight brothers and he had three older brothers who end up going into the army and they were fighting in, in King Saul's army. So with that, these guys are going to fight this war and, and they're fighting this war and they have this massive man called Goliath that's fighting on the, on the opposing side. So with him being the youngest, he was appointed to be a shepherd. Um, and with that shepherd duty, he had so many different things that he had to control over, but it was also his path to purpose. And what people rarely miss is, oh, well, he was just a shepherd. He was just a shepherd. But that job title had so many facets and so many aspects to it that prepared him for his purpose and his position to where he ended up being. So um, where I will start off reading um, is 1 Samuel 17, um, but we'll go to verse 32. So what it talks about is don't worry about the Philistine, David told Saul. I'll go fight him. Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There was no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy, and he has been a man of war since your youth. But David persisted. I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with my club and rescue that lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and I club it to death. I have done this to both lions and bears. And I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too, for he has defied the armies of the living God. So the Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. Saul finally consented and was like, all right, go ahead. And he said, may the Lord be with you. That whole passage there, and we're gonna go back to the text, but just that first passage there, talks about your faith, your faith in trusting your process. Whether we know it or not, every day you're in a process. One of my coaches told me this a long time ago and I'll never forget this. Everything that you do, you're always being evaluated. How you carry yourself every day, you're being evaluated. How you do a job, you're being evaluated. How you coach, how you play, how you talk, to your elders, you're being evaluated. But one thing about David is he had faith in his process. No one else had faith in him. 
the king who is over this army and he has these people fighting for him was like, hey, ain't no way you're going to fight this big old giant. I don't have faith in you, but the Lord will be with you. But David had faith within himself to say, I've done this before. This is no different than what I've done when I'm protecting my flock. Yes, do you understand how hard that has to be protecting a flock of sheep every single day from wolves and bears? David wouldn't be scared of anything, but he trusted his process. And it also goes to the unseen work. As a coach, nobody understands how much time you spent in that film room. As a player, nobody understands how long you spent outside when the lights were off, when nobody was out there with you, when nobody was, was watching. As a, as a everyday business person going to your nine to five, the stuff that you do in the office behind closed doors, when you're working to try to get that Excel sheet done before the due date, um, making sure that you're doing everything that you can to make sure that that company shines. Those are the things we're saying about trusting the process and having faith in what you're doing and that you're doing it to the best of your ability. Um, so as we get back to the, the text um, in verse 38, so he just told David, hey, the Lord will be with you. So as David gets ready to go out, Saul's like, all right, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let's get to the text here. It says, then Saul gave David his own armor, a bronze helmet, a coat of mail. David put it on, strapped the, the sword over it. He took a step or two and was like, uh, I've never worn this before. I, I don't do that. This isn't me. He was like, I haven't worn these things before. I can't go in this. He protested against the king and said, hey, I'm not used to this. I'm not wearing this. This is not who I am. So David took it off and went to battle. That is so huge in the story is because the king has given him something that every, every warrior or every person in his army wears. Hey, you need to have this armor on in order to, to be successful. Here's the mold that you have to live by. This is the prototype that you have to go by or the stereotype that you have to be every single day in order to be successful. And Dave was like, no, that's not me. That's not who I am. And every single day, I believe as, as a coach, as a player, um, as a everyday person, we struggle with the pressure of identity, of figuring out who we are. Hey, what, what is something that I need to do to climb this ladder? Who is the most successful person in the building? I want to do what they're doing. No. Their armor is not going to fit you. Your armor is not going to fit them. Um, we're so quick to copy. Um, we, we want ourselves to be so, um, so dependent on what other people do in order for us to have success. When what we've done in our process has already prepared us for that. But we have to have faith in trusting that. Um, and just like as coaches, we see other successful coaches doing and, and coaching their programs a certain way. Hey, I want to coach just like this coach. 
hey, I want to run my program just like that. That coach ran his program. That's not for everybody. Your coaching style is not their coaching style. You have to find out what works. You have to have your own process. What's your purpose? Reach your kids how you reach your kids. I always told my guys, I'm always going to be demanding, but I'm never going to be demeaning. And, and what I wanted to build with my players was this. I can demand a lot out of you. I want to set that bar really high for you. And I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge your comfort zones. But I'm never going to demean you as a person. Hey, that play was poor. That play was dumb. I'm never saying, hey, player, you're dumb. Hey, player, you're stupid. That's demeaning. I want, I want my players to be able to trust that I have their best interest, but also that I care about them to the extent where I'm going to make sure I'm telling them what I would tell my own son and what I would want their moms or their dads who entrusted me in their care to tell them those things. Um, and I think as coaches, sometimes we get caught up in the, the ego of I'm going to run my program just like I see Nick Saban run his program. That works for Nick Saban. That doesn't work for everyone else. Uh, I want to run my program uh, just like Bobby Knight ran his program. No. Yes, he may have been a successful coach, but how many relationships did he have after he finished coaching? Um, so we, got, we always got to try to look at the impact um, of all of those things. And the number one culprit of our identity crisis is social media. We talk about social media we see all of these good things that go on social media from everyone in our circles or anyone that we look up to or that we follow, any of these superstars that we follow or these really Hall of Fame coaches that we follow, but they're not showing you the work that they're putting in. They're not showing you the hours and hours of film or the relationship building that they're doing in recruiting. Um, that's their process. They're trusting that process. Yes, there are going to be some bumps and bruises along that way, but you have to have faith that it's going to work. Um, and, and we get so caught up in, oh, man, they're having a blast in Cancun, or how did they go to California? I just seen these yogas uh, at the store the other day. You know, we, we want to compare, the world of comparison and, and, and copying. But if we trust what we do and trust our process and have faith in that, that will work for us and and ultimately we will have success and we will reap the fruits of our labor um so we'll get back to the text and on three i'm gonna jump to uh verse 48 and it says as goliath moved moved closer to the attack david quickly ran out to meet him reaching into his bag david got in his bag now all right and pulling out a stone, he hurled it with his sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank in and Goliath stumbled and fell face down on the ground. When I talk about, and I, and I love that, that part about David quickly reached into his bag. You may want to have your pens ready for this. Your bag is a blessing, okay? <laughs> you know what? If you need a second to run, you can I'm run. Here, Look, and my <laughs> knee hurting too, but I may just have to take off on that one. Come on, let's go. So when when I say that, 
I say it in a in a context of no one else possess the tools that are in your bag. God has blessed you with your your own unique anointing to impact lives. So when you impact a person, they're going to say, hey, the way Coach O'Neill broke that down for me, I understand that. The way Coach Chelsea broke that down for me, I understand that. That's your own unique tool. Hey, the way Coach O'Neill does such and such, I want to be able to work under him. That's great leadership. The way coach does this, these are all examples of your own uniqueness that God has already placed on you to use. Do not get so caught up in, well, the hottest trend to do right now is to start wearing this. If I wear this, the kids will like me more. If I start using the slang, they'll feel comfortable around me. I need to start being friends with these, with my players, or I need to start having a relationship that is so far out of your comfort zone that you can't cooperate in your and out of your comfort zone. Now is making you uncomfortable around your players. So when you have all these tools, like David was working in that in that shepherd as a shepherd in those fields protecting those animals, he understood how to use a slingshot. He knew how to use a club. He had already been preparing for this. He was in the gym shooting when nobody was watching. He was out there getting uh, ladder work, catching balls on the jug machine when nobody else was watching. So he was prepared for this moment. But no one else knew what David was doing. But David was in his bag the entire time. Okay. And also, when you get to that moment, Trust what's in your trust what's in your bag. Trust what you what you brought to the table. Because sometimes we we study all week of what this team is going to do to us. Hey, they're going to play it like this. They're going to play it like this, and we've drawn up the perfect play. But yeah, they watch film as well. They study tape as well. They got scholarship guys as well, or players as well. They're going to make adjustments. But we have to trust that what I brought to the table is what's going to work for us. I know what my personnel is. I know how well we've worked it. I know how we've ran it. Don't, don't get to the game and say, all right, well, they've been running man-to-man all week. Now they're running the 2-3 zone. No. You make your adjustments. What's in your bag is what, is what you use. Don't, ab- don't abort your bag because they changed it up for you. Stick to your plan. Stick to what you're doing and trust what you possess. Get in your bag, all right? And then on four, we talked about David knocking him down on three. But we're going to jump to 50, and it says, so David triumphed over the, over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone, for he had no sword, okay? David didn't, David didn't protect his flock with, with the sword, all right? He had a slingshot. And he had a staff. That's what he used. A club. That's what he used. Then David ran over and pulled Goliath's sword out. He used the old man's sword now. Pulled it out of sheath, and he cut his head off. And the point I want to make with that is completely kill the disbelief. Okay? Don't 
don't just knock it down because every day is different. Every day is different, all right? You're going to have temptations every single day. The daily struggle is standing firm in what you, what you have already brought to the table, okay? If that's what you believe, stand firm on that. As my guys would say, stand 10 toes on that, all right? And he just didn't knock it down. He completely killed the disbelief of you're too young. You're not qualified. I had a post a couple of days ago is stop allowing unqualified people to tell you you're not qualified. Because everyone in that tent, in that camp, on that army, even including his brothers, thought David was unqualified. But David had faith in his process that he was qualified to do that because he has done it before, all right? You must always know your timetable is not going to be someone else's timetable, okay? It's on God's time. He is all-knowing and all-seeing. When you're ready, when you are prepared, he will bless you in your purpose. And you will always ask yourself, and I'm, I'm even guilty of this myself, um, just with some of the routes that I've taken in my, in my career, I would question God. I got, I felt bold enough to question God. And I'm like, who am I to question God? I'm like, is this where I'm supposed to be? How long is it going to take me to get to where I want to be in my career? Um, and you just even ask yourselves is, am I a great husband? Am I a great wife? Am I a great son? Am I a great daughter? Um, am I still attractive? You know, like you, you ask yourself these questions all the time and David stood firm on what he believed in, regardless of the disbelief that everyone else showed around him. Because everywhere you go, everyone's not gonna like you. When you walk into that school, everyone's not gonna like you. Everyone's not gonna be your friend. And yes, you're gonna be tempted to feel the need to copy or feel the need to try to fit in, change who you are to fit in. But that armor doesn't fit you. That's, that's not your armor to wear. And, and on, my, on my ending afterthought is faith is an everyday battle. Okay, it's an everyday battle. Because you will be challenged in what you believe in, in every aspect. It may not even be religion. Okay, it may not even be religion. Something as simple as who's the GOAT, MJ or Braun? You know, is it is it drums or flats? You know, these are things that you got to believe in. Hey, if you're a drum guy, you be a drum guy and, and stand firm on that. If, if you think Braun's the GOAT, you stand firm on that. Don't waver because, hey, everyone else is saying, hey, well, you know, MJ do got six and, you know, Braun only got five. No, stand firm in who you are, okay? Trust and believe who you are and what you stand for and have faith in the midst of disbelief. And thank you guys. Oh, that was awesome, man. And I, I, I'm laughing because y'all, he told me to run. He don't know me because I will take off running, okay? I will do that. I was laughing. Um, But coach, this was right on time. I, I feel like 
you know, a lot of times that comparison, and I know it was God, because one of the things I said this morning, when you talked about, um, you know, our bag being a blessing, but the biggest thing is the things that we have in that bag, we got to trust that. And a lot of times I, I say this on this podcast and when we meet and we talk to each other about the servant leader, what's in our arsenal, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you look at my trunk, I don't care how long removed from the game I've been. It's some basketball shoes in my trunk, <laughs> right? I mean, come on. It's a ball in my trunk. I'm ready right. at all times. It's going to go down, right? Now I'm right. hurting now because of that attitude, right? But it's the case. <laughs> and the same thing holds true to the servant leader. When I know that I am ready to fight, I know that I am, you know, going to hold still, let the Lord fight my battles. I'm a servant leader. I believe in him. What does that look like in my arsenal? Mm-hmm. And I love how you said that it's those things that we have to make sure we stand firm and hold to. Hurricane Ian, of course, traveled its way through Florida. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not knowing its path, I mentioned this earlier today on social media. Um, I'm here in Tallahassee. I didn't know if Hurricane Ian was going to make its way through Tallahassee or what it was going to do. And it was scheduled to make impact, as uh, you mentioned earlier, impact. It's scheduled to make impact until it shifted east in the last minute. And what I said this morning is I can remember going to the store and preparing, right? Riding to work, trying to see if we were still going to be off. What was the case? And I would see the power trucks posted Mm. up. They, They were everywhere. They were in the parking lot of the Civic Center where Florida State men and women's basketball play. They were at every hotel. They were in large numbers ready for any type, you know, putting the power back on if the storm were to hit. And when Mm -hmm. I hear you talk about that bag, I was reminded again of the servant leader's arsenal. I'm reminded again as us, as his warriors. And as you said, working to try to make Christ and God famous, right? That we can't prepare that bag when we're in the battle. That bag must be prepared. It's too late. It's too late. Yes, yes. We don't have the Vaseline. We don't have the the glove. We don't have anything there. Your earring's still on. Yeah. If David was set for battle and he wasn't in his bag, as you said. Mm -hmm. And so when you said that, I was like, I I hear you, God. I hear you because that was the same thing that that, that I received from him was, you know, so often we wait until we're in the midst of the storm to try to prepare. Right. Yep. I try to, oh goodness, so woe is me. Let me find my Bible. Let me, but what happened as my grandma, my mom used to say, you got to keep a scripture in your heart. Mm-hmm. It has to be <laughs> sitting there ready to resonate. You can't be going to That's find it. a method in the box of gloves when you're in the battle. I That's love that. Coach. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, as we kind of sit here and guys, I'm, you know, I'm going to let you all jump in if you want to, too. But what I have for you, coach, is speaking of that arsenal and that bag. If for the servant leader, for the Christian coach who is listening now or will listen later, what would be, if you would say, some of the things that would be in that servant leader, that Christian coach's arsenal? Or their Man, bag, I, I, you say. I always go to John 13 when I when I feel feel like I'm getting a, ahead of myself or I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to smell myself like my mama used to tell me. <laughs> And, I, and I'm reminded of how God washed his disciples' feet. Uh-huh, come on. And he told them, you're not of me if I don't wash your feet. You mm-hmm. can't follow me if I don't wash your feet. And that reminded me of the point of you got to be able to serve before mm-hmm. you can lead come or on. be a really good follower before you can lead. 
and Jesus, who we all know, um, who, who was God's son that he's placed on this earth to die for our sins, was not big enough or too big to say, hey, I'm going to wash my disciples' feet, the people that follow me everywhere I go. And I can just imagine what them feet look like in them sandals and they've been walking in them <laughs> deserts yes, sir. at the festival all day long and Jesus said hey put your feet in this tub and I'm gonna wash your feet and, and I always I, when I need to be reminded I post it I, I share it whatever I'm like I'm just here to wash feet mm-hmm. and people make jokes and, and some people who like to inquire I tell them I'm like hey I'm here to serve I'm here to serve nothing more nothing less what can I do to help and when I when I tell myself that that helps me push through and be like hey we're not there yet there's still more work to be done that's it coach that's amazing and 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 I love that and so often we you know talk much about that there's a meme that floats around and I speak of this too often and it it's around resurrection Sunday um that I see it most often and you know people always will ask you you know oh if you had 24 hours to live you know what would you do what would you eat where would you go right (laughs) And the meme basically said and alluded to the fact it said, but here's the thing, he did know mm-hmm. and he chose to, to wash feet. Mm-hmm. And that is so impactful to me mm-hmm. uh, every single time I hear that. And so I can see why you go into your bag for that one. Um, you know, just to, as you say, make sure you're not smelling yourself. My grandma and my mom used to You know, it was one more thing that you said. Uh, you mentioned making sure, you know, that, we trust our own armor, right? Because see the armor that was meant for somebody else is it for me. Mm-hmm. And so often I'm an educator by trade. Okay. So I know, you know, I coach and all this good stuff by, by trade. I'm an educator. So one of the sciences that I do teach during the day is biology and, mm-hmm. you know, what got me into the sciences and wanting to actually be a scientist um, was DNA genetics right I thought that was just the most fascinating thing right that could exist right it also merges majority of time which is dissension between science and the believer it is the beauty that it it, being the believer in the science teaches that only God could do that right and so if you saw my mom she's on here but she's not showing her face if you saw my mom you'd be like I know that was God like and the ones that are normal here that know mama they know like that DNA, that's fine. We can explain it scientifically to the T, but that was only God, right? Yeah. You, right? yeah. But I love that because there was a story a while ago, and I always use this in my class, of, and you all may have seen it, of this uh, couple. And the man wanted a divorce, and he wanted to sue the wife because they had children, and the children did not look visually appealing to the mm-hmm. husband, okay? And so he found out later that the wife had plastic surgery. And so on top of wanting to divorce her, he also sued her because he married her under false pretense, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so often I, you know, I made some notes in this in one of my notebooks a while back ago. And, you know, people had their comments and they laughed and jokes that that's crazy. But so often surgically, right? People do plastic surgery, surgery, but non-surgically, we do that every day. Right. Right. We place on these identities that Christ didn't give us, right? Mm-hmm. We place on, like you said before, I want to take maybe this from Coach Saban and I'll take that from Deion Sanders and I'll take that from Willie Simmons and I'll come here and I'll take this from Mike yep. Norvell. And we do all those things to the place where we start forgetting exactly what he blessed us to do 
for ourselves. <laughs> right? That's it. And so That's much it. like the woman who had plastic surgery over time, right? The real you will stand up. Remember how Eminem mm-hmm. had things that were the real slim shady? <laughs> with the real slim shady stand up. Right? What's in you will come out of you. Right. Yep. And so it, what it showed is it showed and resonated within her seed. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I always say, and I used to say this beforehand, but I have a one-year-old daughter now huh, to say that just makes me sad. I have you say it. My style. Cause she's like, you gonna, you gonna know you got a big girl now, you know, yeah. but it makes me happy to know this because here's the thing. When we hide our identity, when we hide what Christ has placed in us, what ends up happening is the very thing he's given us to bless others our own children, those that we coach, those that we lead. When I sit mm-hmm. here and try to learn from you, learn from G, learn from a brother Dennis, even your wife that may have something that I need to hear as a woman, right? But when I hide the identity of what Christ gave me and I try to be somebody else, I can't allow what the gift he's placed in me to be able to exercise that to save somebody. Right. And so when you hit that, I was like, that was right on time because so often we are so busy trying to chase somebody else. And it's like, that's not the assignment he gave me. Yeah. Yeah. That's golden coach. You know, guys, I'm not, y'all know me and I'll run on, but before I do (laughs) that, I just want to make sure if anybody has a question, comment, anything that they want to say, uh, the coach O'Neill, please. Y'all already know the drill. We family, you can do that now. Okay, I'm gonna make sure. I see your hand, G. Go ahead, man. You good, bro? Go ahead. Trying to unmute this thing. Um, first off, it's good to be back. I don't know when I'm gonna be able to make the next one, but I'm I'm glad to be back. Uh, looks like I picked a good one. They're all they're all great, by the way. But it looks like I picked a good one. Um, coach. Great word. Um, it was relatable, you know, in a lot of different ways, whether it be on the field or court in, in me and Chell's case or in life. Um, I think concepts would transcend, you know, the different age groups, if you will. So you could break mm-hmm. it down to your, your your freshmen's on campus. You, I could break it. I could break that down to my my high school kids, uh, my middle school kids I work with. Uh, the old heads, if you will, you name it. So it's, it's just one, the transparency to be able to get on and talk about your own personal journey is, is big in itself. Um, your wife is even on, that's that's goals in itself. And I'm not trying to copy, but I mean, it is goals because like you said, some of, you, some of your buddies might not get on because of what you got to talk about today versus what you might have to talk about tomorrow. So Absolutely. to be able to have that support in your corner is, is a big thing. Um, my my whole saying is always just stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you are ready, then you don't have to worry about it. So that just floods through a little bit of everything, life, yeah. uh, faith, sports, you name it. So if you got mm-hmm. everything kind of, it may throw a curveball at you and you was expecting fastball. They went in zone, you was expecting, man, hey, you got something for that too. <laughs> we got it. We yeah. got it. So, yeah, we got it. And, and, I mean, Co- and Coach G, Go ahead. Uh, another thing for you can you can put in, into that as well. I, I know you said uh, is one of your sayings. Well, one of my grandmother's sayings was this: "I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and, and not have it." 
Ya. Ya. Yo, grandma sound like my grandma. Well, I will close with this for me. Piggybacking on the grandma. You keep playing with it, you're going to come to want it. Mm. Or you're going to come to need it later. So, yep. you know, I guess to say that, to add on to what you were already talking about, don't waste your blessing or don't waste the gift that you that you have been getting trying to search out for somebody else's because now you're going to want what you did have, not realizing, you you know, you had that power, you had that word mm-hmm. in you all That's along good. trying to go get somebody else's. But yeah. That's good. That'll preach. That, but I, preach, G. Oops. <laughs> I try to leave that to Chels, man. I told him I'm going to do my story one day. Not yet. Not yet. But, yeah. Not yet. I got you. Not I got you. Be ready when you're ready, G. We'll be ready when you're ready. <laughs> Anybody else? Coach O'Neill, great word yes, as sir. always. I love the Bible. I love to read it. I love, I love uh, David. Um, but I, when I heard you speak, I just hear that scripture. I think it's in James, uh, which says, "Humble yourself before the mighty hand of God, and He shall lift you up." And, and mm-hmm. as I heard you speak, and I hear your story, such a humble young man, um, that God's gonna bless you. Uh, Proverbs three, five, and eight, always my go-to scripture is, "Trust in the Lord with all thy heart." That. Lean not into my own understanding. Oh, In all that way, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Psalms 37 and 4 says, if you glide yourself in him, he shall give you the desires of your heart. Even the ones you haven't spoken of, your wife might not know. But I, I pray and speak a special blessing over your life, your wife's life. And I know that God is going to give you both the desires of your heart, and you're going to get to where God has you to go, and it's going to be with great success. Um, like you said, I'm not a football coach, but I can, I can pick from this person, but pick from that person. But who did God call me to be? Who did God call, call Coach mm-hmm. O'Neill to be? Where does he want you to be? Where does he want you to go? Where do he want you to do? But I promise you, uh, if you remain humble, I said, I promise you, I'm going to watch it a couple of years. You can steal your ESPN. The Lord's going to lift you up. I'm like, I know that man. But you still got to go tell Coach Boyd, I got a 2025 kid for him that be ready for him in a couple of years. I got Appreciate you, Coach. You, bro. I got you. I got you. I received that. I love it. We got anybody else? Yeah, I got to jump in because it's like a family reunion. It's like big meeting over here on Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got Coach G. We got you. We got Coach O'Neill, who we're just meeting. At least I am. And uh, then my brother, Robert, man. What what a blessing this platform is. And so we celebrate you, Coach Chelsea, and uh, your mama as well, because uh, that's your life is the power of a seed planted. And um, wow, I, I was doing some house chores and taking care of my canine kids. So I had to leave the video off, but um, I was so blessed by the word. It was rich. And, um, you know, the, the, the thing about David that always blows my mind, and you alluded to this, Coach O'Neill, you know, the fact of the matter is when we look at David's life, if David tried to big time, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have been in position. You know, if he thought going to deliver lunch was beneath him, he wouldn't have been in position to hear this uncircumcised Philistine, but speak on it. I know coach G is out there and that, I know he got that nice beard. So he must use beard oils and stuff. And so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna leave you with this coach O'Neill got some beard butter or Robert. This, this was nothing but God. This was not me and you Chelsea. We just going to have to just apply it in another area in our life. That's right. That's right. But I'm, I'm going to tell you something that blows my mind when, when we think about David, 
I teach Bible to ninth and 10th graders and I always tell them this. I say, now tell me who was the first king of Israel? They say, Saul. I say, wonderful. I say, now tell me was Saul God's choice or the people's choice? Mm. And they say, mm. they say the people's choice. I say, now, when you look at the text very carefully, coming to your beard, I see you looking at me, G. I'm coming right to you now. The prophet Samuel was the same prophet that God used to anoint both Saul and David. David. And mm -hmm. one day I was reading a scripture and something so subtle just leapt out at me. I said, wait a minute. I read that thing in about four different translations. And it says, when Samuel went to anoint Saul, man's choice, he kept the oil in a flask, a man-made vessel. When that same prophet Samuel went to anoint David, who was God's choice, the oil was contained in a ram's horn. Mm -hmm. And I looked at that one day and I said, Holy Spirit, if you'd be so kind, reveal that to me now, because I know your word is perfect. So that's not by accident. That man's choice oil was put in a flask. God's choice was put in a ram's horn. Holy Spirit said, son, I know you're from the city and you don't know nothing about this here, I'm gonna teach you. That ram's horn could not have been detached from that ram's head unless there was some blood that was shed. And he said, now, and I've been, I've been running on that. So Coach O'Neill, what you, you, you sparked that in me because it is a fact, whether you teach in a power, a coach in a power five, or whether you coach and teach in a small Christian high school like I do, everybody's not going to like you. Mm -hmm. And I tell folks that I'm still here by the grace of God, by refusing to wear what don't fit. And then when it really gets choppy, I tell them this ain't no ordinary oil. <laughs> this here oil, this oil, this ain't no I ordinary love that. I oil. And love so when, that. When, when, you, when you connected that whole idea about being yourself, being authentic to who you are. I, I wrote it down in my note. I, I've got it right here. I said, Saul Flash, David Ramshorn, this is no ordinary oil. I salute you, man. I salute you for what you're doing. And of course, you all know this. Coach said he taught, uh, coached in D2, D3, high school. You know what left in my spirit. You know what, you know what left in my spirit, Chelsea. I said, yep, another one. Victory in the winding places. God, God don't take us from point A to point B in a straight line. I, I, I just, how many, That's how it. many more servant leaders got to come out here and tell it? It was a little bit over here, a little bit here. I connected over mm -hmm. there. I was yep. sanctified over there. I learned something over there. I forgot something over there. And look, <laughs> look at power. I mean, hey, I'm, I'm gonna start watching Oklahoma State just to root for coach. <laughs> I hey, told come you. On. Now, come on. on. <laughs> Now, women, I got to say this real quiet now because I'm over here in Rutgers country and all we got mm. to do is wait for basketball season. You understand <laughs> what, what we do? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to tune in and say, where's Oklahoma? That's what I do with Coach Huff. I'm like, where Marshall playing at? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to find somebody <laughs> I can cheer for, you know. Yeah. But I love you, man. I'm glad I'm with Coach D on this one. I'm glad I came to I came to big meeting by accident. I didn't even know big meeting was being held tonight. <laughs> so this is great. Thank thank you so much, Coach. Uh, thank you, Coach. Thank you. I love it. And anybody else before we get ready to close out? <laughs> the process. Trust the process. It's just like Genesis 12. God told Abram, 
to go. And he went and he obeyed and he was blessed. Amen. I, I see I see it. I already see it. I can't wait. Just sign my, sign my ESPN back and see what football season starts. I'm going to come find you. Okay, I'll chime in. I got two. Look, I got two minutes. <laughs> do your thing. You got it. I was going to slide in and just support because that's what we do. But to stand side and just sit here and be quiet, that's just not me. We coming up on 10 years together Thursday. And we have had a story and I'm just thanking God that he has allowed us to stay together. It has not been easy. This is our sixth move. We got two kids, you know, just it's been a journey, but I'm thankful mm-hmm. that we have been together on this journey. I'm so proud. I'm getting a little teary-eyed over here because I'm just so proud because I've seen where he started and where he's going. I have prayed. We have cried. We have been mad. We have been glad. We have been sad, you know, and it's been times where I had to walk away and I said, God, it's, I'm going I'm to pray over this house. I'm going to pray over this man. I'm going to pray over this opportunity. And not once since we've been together have I complained about where we going next. What we gonna do when we get there? I just pack up and go. So I'm so proud of you, Cameron. I'm so proud that you are letting God lead you and guide you on this journey because without him, it, it, it's just not gonna work. And so if you let him lead, he will always give you the desires of your heart. And I'm so thankful. And I love you so much. Aww. I love you, baby. Thank you so much. Thank love you so it. much. <laughs> Love it. Thank you, Miss O'Neill. We appreciate that. And you know, more than anything, watching that, I just feel that's the blessing of all this, seeing all the layers, right? Like being able mm-hmm. to see that teamwork of husband mm-hmm. and wife in there, being able to, you know, see the fruits of your labor, as my brother Dennis said, the winding places, but also that trust factor that's in there, right? As mm-hmm. I mentioned to Cameron when we, um, you know, we're talking back and forth about coming on here, just dispelling, help my unbelief, right? Yeah. That's what he says, help my unbelief. He's like, all right, I'm gonna take it. I got it happening, running with it. And, and just like he said before, you know, completely kill the disbelief and watching that you all have done that in action. It just continues to prove that God's people don't talk the talk. They're going to walk, walk the walk. Absolutely. And so I appreciate that. Absolutely. So I'm to, to the both of you. Felicia keeps standing in the gap for our brother here. Of it course. Because we know behind every good man and coach is a strong. strong. Absolutely. Amen. 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 <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So guys, you know, I got to give you these two questions before we go. For those, okay. of course. Wait, Quentin, did you have anything, buddy? I was just gonna chime in just to bother him a little bit because I'm his. Uh, that's my boy. That's that's my boy. I've been I've been I've been knowing I've been knowing CEO Coach Cameron O'Neill since high school. So we go way back. Played college football together. That's my guy, Felicia. That's sister-in-law. So um, yeah, I'm, I was glad he sent the invite today when he sent it in the group chat. You know, um, I told him I'll be on. I uh, sent you the email. You sent the link right away. Um, and I, I had to get on and, and support him and see what this was about. So it was a it was a blessing to be on and to hear the message. Um, like I said, I've been knowing him for a while and knowing what he's been through and, you know, watching him grow and be the man that he is. You know, he's definitely a leader in our friend group. So 
um, you know, uh, thank you for the the time and um, allowing me to, to to observe. But I had to just say something, you know. I couldn't just sit back. And then when sister-in-law got on, she had me over here about to tear up. I can't. I, I couldn't let that happen. So I had to get on and say something. But that that's all I had. Love you, bro. Love, love you too, man. Faith and proof in action, right? That iron sharpens iron. Um, and to be able, which is how my heart feels for everybody, a part of the servant leader group. Somebody asked me today, Cameron, um, who are the people that, you know, kind of help lift me up and encourage me. And it was crazy because it was like, there's not enough characters on the Twitterverse, right? Mm -hmm. There's not enough name calling that truly could name them all. But to know that, you know, we've added another person to our bag, to our arsenal, to our servant leader arsenal tonight. I just, I thank God for that because I feel like with every opportunity, every coach's Bible study, every podcast, I just visually see this front line of soldiers that Christ mm -hmm. is building, right? And then, you know, like our brother Dennis said, to be able to turn on the TV and just be like, hey, you know, I'm down here in Florida, you know, Tallahassee, Florida. So I got FAMU in Florida State. So we got some football down here, right? But uh -huh. to be able to know and look and actually pay attention to the game last week and see if y'all pulled it out. Like knowing that we've added to the arsenal, knowing that we have somebody else to pray for and to pray with is just a blessing indeed. So I just want to thank you all and, you know, your village that you brought to our village. Uh, to mm -hmm. share and grow tonight. Truly, I appreciate you all. Um, but before we get you out of here, there are two questions I got to give you to enshrine you into this family. Okay, you knew you okay. just want to just go hop in easy. You, you got to give you two. Right. <laughs> so the first mm -hmm. one, and they know this to be true. I love this one. I call this my God is devotional, right? Because we know that sometimes even holding the bag, we may forget what's in the bag, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes holding the bag, we forget. You know, I was laughing at somebody the other day, you know, how I'm holding my purse. What you holding your purse? for don't ask just know what's in my bag i'm prepared right and so right. that being said times we do forget and so i do my god is devotional because it reminds me what's in my bag and i'll say god is and he's my healer and he is sometimes i write it but many mornings i find myself pacing in the bathroom as i'm getting ready just reaffirming those things he is to me now you don't get a whole list. You just get one on this evening. So if I were to say God is, and I drew this imaginary line in the back of my screen, how would servant leader Cameron O'Neill fill that blank? God is what to you this evening? Mm, that's a really good question. I know. Um, Gotta pull that's you. That's a really good question. Uh, I think it would probably go to one of my favorite scriptures, uh, Psalms 27, I would say, God is my goodness. Come on. Um, and, and I always talk about it every morning. I, I will remain confident in this. I will, and I will see. see the goodness of the Lord. Um, and, and what I don't put in the tweet is in the land of the living. Like, I'm going to see this goodness on this side. Yeah. Not, not, you're not going to give me my flowers when, when I'm gone. I, I'm going to see the goodness on this side. And uh, I would say that. I would say he's been my goodness through my struggles. He's been my goodness through, uh, through my, my, my career, um, through those winding areas. Um, that's, that's what I would say he, he has been for me and my family. He, he's been my goodness. I love that. And, you know, I'm reminded, I think about my pastor um, oftentimes, and he talks about, he said, I got these two bouncers and bodyguards behind me that y'all don't see. So when I talk my talk and when I can stand in the middle of 
frowns and even if everybody's against me, I can stand both because I have these twins, goodness and mercy. And you know what? Mm. They're gonna follow me, right? <laughs> so when you said that, that's all the days, that's all it. the days of my life, right? That's and so it. I don't have to wait for it. You know, like they say, don't wait till the battle's over, shout now. So I appreciate that. And of course, this is the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study, where servant leadership is, you know, at the forefront, the middle, the size of everything we're doing, learning what it truly means and what it looks like to serve and lead like Christ in our respective places. Servant leadership takes on so many words, so many definitions, but to you, servant leader Cameron O'Neill, what does servant leadership mean to you? Um, servant leadership to me, means um, removing self, um, putting putting others before self. Um, and I think that goes back to uh, the John 13 scripture that I spoke on was we got to remove those egos, remove remove the mindset that I'm better or because of my status, because of my my class or my you know, my, my financial wealth, whatever that may be that I'm better. It's we're here because someone else did something for someone. Um, and, and one thing that I always taught my guys is how you treat people that can do absolutely nothing for you says a lot about your character. Mm-hmm. And, and I always wanted to make sure I'm like, how did you impact someone's day to day? Hey, it's not football time. This is how did you impact someone? Or I opened the door for someone in the cafeteria today. That's awesome. Oh, I told someone thank you. That's awesome. I, I want these guys to see the world outside of the X's and O's, inside those white lines, but also be able to say, hey, if someone's in, in danger or someone needs help, be that person to step up. If you see something wrong and, and ask the question, I would rather you do what's right than what's best. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of times we struggle with that question because well, what's best for me, most of the time is not right sometimes. Mm-hmm. But if we do what's right in God's eyes, that's servant leadership. Because what's right is not always going to be what's best for you. I like sometimes that. that's going to be what you need to help help someone else with. So I would rather say, hey, let's do what's right instead of what's best. That's what serving leadership is. That's golden, Coach. That is golden, Coach. Coach, I got to thank you. I truly do. Your message was so fitting, <laughs> right? So right on time. I, I'm telling you, moreover, like I'm sitting here with two pages of notes. I was trying to turn them quietly so y'all didn't hear the crinkling of my face. <laughs> But I thank you so much just for, you know, who you are, your boldness, your ability to allow him to lead you. I thank you for the village you brought in, as I said, just truly for the message. And, you know, if there's anything last that you want to encourage and leave us with before we say a prayer and close out, I'm going to give you that time to do that now. Um, well, I would like to pray to close us out. Um, but I would also say that I just want to thank you for, you know, just giving us a platform, um, especially in, in a profession like mine, we don't talk about the big three as often as we should, uh, which is, you know, race, religion, and politics. And, and sometimes those conversations can be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of silent battles and cries amongst um, student athletes 
because they don't feel like they have a voice or a platform to speak. And I just want to thank you guys for, for building a platform for us to try to reach, um, you know, just anyone that has um, the chance to listen, um, someone who looks at, look at us as um, a leader or, or a mentor that they feel like they, they have a ear to, 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 to vent to. And, and, and I feel like that could be a sacred space and you've created that for it. And I want to say thank you for that. Um, and thank everyone that's on your team that, that is, you know, has helped you because I'm sure this is on the backs of, of, of other people as well um, yep. that have served you and to help you get in this position. And, um, and, I, and I just want to say thank you. I appreciate that. And you hit it nail on head. Every single person on here, uh, we waiting on G, but literally if you can wide Quentin, everybody in your village, anybody listening, you go on the podcast and you subscribe, you are going to hear some powerful messages uh, from these, you know, the, the shoulders of these giants from which I stand, uh, the prayers that from them are in my bag. So you're absolutely right. And we appreciate you that for sure. Well, yeah. Well, you can go ahead and say that prayer and close us out. Um, you know, I, I really appreciate that uh, for sure. Oh, wait, hang on. Mommy, did you have something? I see your hand. I apologize. I do. Good evening to each of you. Excuse me for not being on camera. Um, but I am about to close out to leave out of my office, but I would be remiss if I did not take the opportunity to say thank each of you for engaging my daughter Chelsea as she came forward with the Servant Leadership Podcast. She has always shared things with me about what God has put inside of her for his glory, and I just can't be elated enough to say to her in front of you how proud of her I am and as you um brother Dennis I also had to say something because you gave credit that I received to Chelsea and her mother but I've just been warmed and just filled by what I get when I can join the podcast and she knows that I'm one of her, I would like to say I'm her biggest cheerleading fan, but I won't take anything from Al Wayne, her husband, but uh, we might be running neck and neck, but as the last of who God gave me, that's my baby, I don't care how old she gets, uh, I am so proud of you, uh, everyone says that you are my mini-me, and uh, I couldn't be more proud to know that, you know, you are walking in just what God has for you and to be able to share and pour what's in you out for others. And if I don't ever get an opportunity or a chance to say that, I just need you to know in front of this group of people um, that you prepare for so diligently. And she's proud and just all esteemed about what she's doing for who's gonna be on. And she always share with me because I can't always be on. But I want you to know that every opportunity that, that I can get, you know that I'm here and I love you and I'm proud of you. And thank you all so much for being part of the Servant Leader Podcast. Thank you, mommy. I love you too. You're welcome. <laughs> all right, brother Cameron. You thank go. you, mama. Aww. <laughs> I appreciate thank you so much. <laughs> you know, I, I, would, I love to get on every time. And every time I hear it, I'm just warm. I had typed you something, Cameron, and I took it out of the chat. So let why, me take Why you do that, Miss Vicky? I need to see that. <laughs> but let, I took it out because I'm going to say it. Oh, okay. Okay. 
your wife just gave you the ultimate tribute and in front of a platform of people. And so I wanted to say to you, which I had typed, I will say at this time, to God be the glory, you are better together with him at the center and the core. And if you continue to allow God to lead you, then you can lead your family and your wife will always follow you. Amen. So that's Amen. what I wanted to share with you. I typed it, I took it out and I've said it. So God bless you too. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Yes, ma'am. All right. As the uh, old folks will say, all hearts and minds clear. I appreciate all hearts that. and minds are clear. <laughs> all right. Let, let, let us bow. Uh, Father God, we come to you right now with, with bowed heads and humble hearts. We just want to say thank you. Uh, thank you for another opportunity to fellowship. Um, thank you for an opportunity to, to be in your presence. Um, and come before you right now and just saying thank you. Um, thank you for everything that you're, you have done. Thank you for, for everything that you have, are going to do. And thank you for the things that you haven't even done yet, God, that we haven't even seen. Um, but we know and trust you and we have faith in, in what you're doing in our lives. And God, giving us faith around all this disbelief, God, continue to prepare us and, and put the full armor of God around us. Um, thank you for everyone that was on the call, everyone that joined the call. Um, hopefully they were able to, to get something that will bless their spirit that they could take with them to put in their back pocket. And, and hopefully we struck a fire with someone that, that wants to seek Christ after this conversation, uh, but continue to allow us to be a vessel for you. And when, when they see us, they see you. Um, and, and our God, thank you for everything that you're doing um, in our lives and everyone that is on this call, and everyone that is connected to everyone on this call, bless them, bless them uh, long and forevermore. In Jesus' name we pray. We all said together, amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. My favorite line of every podcast, Servant Leader Cameron O'Neill, you are now a part of the Servant Leader family. <laughs> just, yeah, just know you added fans. <laughs> Anytime we see OSU on the on the on the screen, we're gonna be there cheering for you. We appreciate you. We've been made stronger. We thank you for your impact. We thank you for your message. We really appreciate you. If there's anybody listening now or listening later who wants to know about this man that we want to make famous, as Servant Leader Cameron Neal has said, who we have given these testimonies about. And then, and I'm sitting here looking at your wrist, brother. We'll talk about that. But Coleman Love to you, my brother, is even in more ignition there. I just peeped that. Um, but if there's anybody that needs to know about this man, please find me on all socials. We will definitely get some prayer action for you and get you connected in your local area to the church family. Um, we love you. We thank you. You can always find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. We thank you guys so much for listening. And we're going to see you guys next time.